yeah, because oftentimes we're so pulled to do, do, do. And the reality is, is that that's not where our power as women comes. It comes from being in our body and really relaxing and being held, I would say held by the ancestors, supporting the posterior part of our body physically, that we are grounded and connected to the earth and that there's great energy there when we're able to receive it. And that oftentimes, that what I see in my work as a sex therapist, the people are contracting and really bringing their energy to the anterior part of their body because they're trying to bring it forward, they're trying to will it, they're trying to contract it. Um, yeah. And contractions are good. I mean, that's how we, we do give birth through our body is through the contractions of the uterus and the, you know, the life force, the baby comes out. But it is both, it is both and it's that inhalation, the exhalation, the contraction and expansion. And I think being in that expanded body is a vulnerable place to be and it's one of slowing down. And it's, it's difficult because it's not necessarily honored in this society. So it's really about this rule breaking to be in that energy. You are listening to The Ultimate Biohack for Women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn themselves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement a movement that is sure to hack your soul. We are live. Okay. Awesome. 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 And um, hi, ladies. I just want to say hello, hello. We are here with another exclusive interview with Tara Galliano. Did I say that correctly? You sure did. Okay, good. I was, I was pronouncing it and I meant to ask you before we got on here. Um, and Tara is teaching me how to use this new StreamYard technology. And I'm just wondering, do you... Do you know how I can make my screen bigger so I can actually see us? <laughs> Where uh -huh. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll just yeah. go with. So yeah, not helping you that much, but okay. <laughs> exploring with you for sure. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm really excited you're here. It's it's all good. You know, technology is always always coming something fresh for us. So yeah, y'all ladies, I'm really excited to have her here. So Tara, just in case you don't know, the name of our group is Turn Your Soul On, and awesome. it 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 is about waking people up and and turning them on, and and sex is part of that. And I'm really excited to bring Tara to you because. Because Tara is a certified sex is Tara Galliano and she's a certified sex therapist who has worked with women for over two decades to get their sexy back uh, we all love to have our sexy back so she's been teaching rediscovering my body to women with cancer since 2014 due to popular popular in requests she has started offering this to all women Tara rediscovered her own body after the demise of her 25-year mar marriage she realized she had given so much of herself away and that she needed to come back to her body to know what was true, how to proceed, what was pleasure, and how to teach these lessons to other women who are clambering for the same truths. Now Tara has embodied this path and is moving forward to share this with women every, everywhere. Thank you so much for being here, Tara. This is really exciting information for us. Love it. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a couple of reasons why I love doing these interviews. First of all, I like to introduce my community of women to amazing women who are doing, and men, I actually do interview some men, uh, but mostly women. And 
and because I want them to understand, first of all, that there's so many amazing ways to address our well-being out there, and they're they're not commonly known known about, right? Like I haven't ever heard before I met you, I never heard of rediscovering my body. Like I don't know that therapy. And so if we can share these kinds of techniques and therapies and words of wisdom to women, then we can just help each other wake up. That's like our number one. I want people to understand that they can too is the number two. And so, so many times I hear, and I'm sure you hear this too in your, in your field where women are like, yeah, but, or, well, you know, I hear you're a doctor, you know, or whatever story they want to lay on top of me. But the truth of it is that we've all had our struggles. I've had significant struggles. Obviously, you've had significant struggles to get to where you're at. That's how we grow. That's how we evolve. That's how we create these things to help other women because we come through the fire that allows us to bring forth the creative process that we're here to to bring forth. And so uh, that's the second part is I want just in our conversation today, if we can kind of come back to the the recognition that all women have power. And I know you understand that. That's why you share your work. But I'm just I'm also like helping our listeners understand that, too, that all women have power. We all have the power to create. We all have the power to rise up. We all have the power to step into our divine feminine and sacred life that we are here to experience and have the right to experience. And so your conversation is really going to dive into some of those really tantalizing parts of, of femininity that uh, I'm really excited to explore. <laughs> oh, I agree with what you said. I love it. Yeah. I think we all need as women to step into our power and that now is the time and it's so necessary. It's like we, for myself, my mantra, at least over the past year or and a half has been, I don't have that luxury anymore is for myself. I know that I need to step up to the plate because I have been very comfortable and secure and safe and I don't have that luxury anymore. I need to take some risks. Mm, awesome. Awesome. And what is what is that? Can you describe what that is for you? Like what what luxury and what risk? Um, <clears throat> well, just referencing back to my former marriage. I was very comfortable, I was taken care of. I felt like um, there was a set, there was this false illusion of safety for sure. And when I imagined, you know, the trajectory of my life, I imagined that I would continue in this relationship, I would continue to live in Boulder, Colorado, and I would continue to do the work that I was doing uh, as a psychotherapist. And now what I've done is I've radically shifted well, my relationship, my life, where I live, and how I'm doing my work. And one of the critical pieces is how I'm showing up. As a clinician, um, I was trained as a psychodynamic clinician, kind of Freudian, and we were trained that we're a blank slate. So people can project on us whatever it is that they need to so they can have this experience of transference and then learn what it is that they need to learn, but not so much about me and not as if it's this real relationship, but about more about them and their transferences. And so now I've shifted my business where I'm actually showing up and people know things about me that I may have kept private or was anonymous before. And so it's a very different way of showing up in the world and embracing more facets of myself because I'm really inviting women to also show up for themselves. And the more that they're able to see me and see the struggles that I've been through, the more normalizing it is, the more permission they have to show up as themselves in their own vulnerable, authentic selves. Awesome. Yes, thank you very much. 
<laughs> That's so awesome. You know, I think it's really difficult for, I mean, I know it's been difficult for me to be vulnerable and show up in my authenticity, right? Like every day it's, it's, a, I feel like I'm, you know, in, in parts of my life obviously have been bigger struggles than they are now because you come through so much when you're younger, I think. Um, but still, even to this day, I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I be vulnerable? Right. Cause, cause we're taught to put, put the, to be the man, to you work in a man's world, you got to get shit done, you know, and, um, it's really not where our power lies. So it's, it's it, for me, I noticed that it's, and I'm sure you find this with other women that it's, it's a, it's a daily practice of going, okay, who am I today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who am I today? And how do I want to show up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's being called forth from me. And I, I loved in the communications that we've had that you very clearly set your boundaries and you say that you have a media free weekend, that you have a media free day in the week. And I'm like, yeah, because oftentimes we're so pulled to do, do, do. And the reality is, is that that's not where our power as women comes. It comes from being in our body and really relaxing and being held, I would say held by the ancestors, supporting the posterior part of our body physically, that we are grounded and connected to the earth and that there's great energy there when we're able to receive it. And that oftentimes, that what I see in my work as a sex therapist, the people are contracting and really bringing their energy to the anterior part of their body because they're trying to bring it forward. They're trying to will it. They're trying to contract it. Um, yeah. And contractions are good. I mean, that's how we, we do give birth through our body is through the contractions of the uterus and the, you know, the life force, the baby comes out. But it is both. It is both. And it's an inhalation, the exhalation, the contraction and expansion and i think being in that expanded body is a vulnerable place to be and it's one of slowing down and it's it's difficult because it's not necessarily honored in this society so it's really about this rule breaking to be in that energy yeah it's so so true so true and you know for the listeners who don't know what a sex therapist does would you Please expand on that a little bit, because I think there's a lot of ideas going on out there for people who haven't explored this before. I love that. Yes. You know, I <clears throat> it's, it's the air that I breathe, so I don't even think about it. And I'm always impressed, like my kids who are young adults now, they're in their 20s. They would say, Mom, people don't have conversations like we have at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yes. Uh, so I'm a sex therapist and I'm trained as a psychotherapist. So I'm a licensed professional counselor. And the difference between my work and maybe a regular therapist is that I talk about sex and sexuality. I've actually been trained uh, to have a vocabulary, to maybe have some fluency, to have some comfort in speaking about these topics. Some of it's innate and then some of it is learned for sure. And I think that's a big difference between myself and other therapists. Other therapists have not necessarily been trained to do the work of a sex therapist. They may have their own inhibitions, own um, discomfort with speaking about sex and sexuality because this is not a sex, sex, a sex positive culture that we live in. And so it can be difficult for a lot of therapists to touch on that subject. And as a sex therapist, we've been trained extensively to go beyond and past uh, our own sense of comfort um, to em embrace, I would say, all forms of human sexuality, which is very varied. And what I love about the work that I do is that I see tremendous transformation for couples 
uh, and for individuals who do this work because it's, it's so pleasurable. So when they succeed, they feel, wow, that was ecstatic. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Yeah, there's, you know, there's so much to it. And I, I have, I feel like, like, I think therapy is great. I personally have had some really great results with therapy. And I also know that there's, there's such, there's limit, limitations on the type of, on the therapy, depending on who your therapist is and what you guys talk about and uh, what comes to the table and what your therapist is willing to do. As well as I think there's limitations on, and, and I know this about you, is that you look not, is this is just isn't about sex. This is really about the deeper, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but my sense is that this is about the deeper aspects of who we be as, as feminine beings and, and embodied beings on this planet. And that's way beyond just having sex, of being able to relax our pelvic floor, right? Can you yes. kind of expand on that a little bit more? Like what's the deeper layers of this work you're doing? Goodness, it's so profound. And I think that people oftentimes don't understand that when they come into sex therapy. So I think we often have a paradigm where we see sex as linear, that we have stimulation, we have an orgasm, maybe there's ejaculation. And it's like, okay, that's the trajectory of where we're headed. And the way that I like to describe sex is that it's a menu and that there's all of these possibilities of what could be. And you can choose an appetizer. You could choose a dessert. You could choose a main course if you like, or you could choose anything in between. And that those are the options. So it's much more expansive. And I think the connection really haps, happens on an emotional, um, intimate level. And it's that's when the sexual sparks are able to fly, when there's real sense of intimacy. And that happens through vulnerability. And oftentimes people don't want to go there and they, they live. What I see in a lot of the couples that I work with uh, who are often heterosexual is that they're relating with each other as roommates. They feel like they get along great. However, they feel like there's a sex piece that they don't necessarily want to dive into because if they dive into it, they're going to rock the boat. And if they rock the boat, then all the other elements will get shifted and then they may not be as comfortable. And so for me, I can really recognize that within my own life, within my own marriage of what is that sense of comfort and how we do need to rock the boat if we wanna to go to the next level of intimacy with ourselves and with our partners. And it really does begin with ourselves. And so that's another paradigm shift is that when we experience pleasure, we need to experience it first so we can identify maybe articulate it and show our partners what it is that we like, and then we're able to share it. But it begins here first. And I think oftentimes, especially for women in heterosexual couples, they're thinking they need to please their partner. So they show up for therapy and they say, tell me what I need to do. And that's not it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. That's really cool. So, I mean, this may be a loaded question because I know there's so much to what you do, but I'm just curious, is there a tip or a tool that you could offer that could help women get into that place of knowing what they want? Because I often hear, I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what I, yes. it's usually what I want. It's not, I don't know what I like, but I think that's what they're saying as well. Is that, does that feel true for you? Yes, uh -huh, yeah, I think oftentimes, Goodness, I, I see a lot of women, I'm amazed that they just shut down at some point and they don't know what it is that they like and they don't know what it is that they want. Uh, and I think somewhat they're interchangeable. And I think that the way to get past that is to slow down enough 
to allow and give yourself permission to experience some sense of pleasure. Oftentimes, I have them identify the small pleasures in their life that they're already experiencing so they can have a better understanding of what that may feel like in their body. So maybe they like to eat chocolate, or maybe they like to dance, or maybe they like to have fresh flowers in their room because of the fragrance or the, because of the way they look. And so really tapping into these mundane, sensual experiences that we have on a regular basis that allows us to experience pleasure. And when they're able to be with that and say that that's okay, then we can go to the next level of maybe touching their arms sensually. So it's really baby steps. That's the work that I see myself doing. I think sometimes when people think of sex therapists, if they even have that thought that they think of kink and BDSM and mm -hmm. a whole sort of fetishes. And I think a lot of sex therapists may work in that route. And the reality is the women and the men that I work with are not having the sense of pleasure that they want to have in their life, or they don't even imagine that they can have in their life. And so really beginning with these very gentle baby steps of what is doable so they could build their confidence and really experience that win. And for women in particular, my desire is for them to tap into the inherent wisdom of their body and know their body, listen to their body so they can learn to love their body. Oh, so good, so good. Yeah, you know, I love that. I love that idea. And I, I actually have played with this myself in different things. Like, are you familiar with Sheila Kelly's S Factor? No. Oh, you're not? Okay. No, uh, or you're from Boulder. You might know uh, Allie Cole and Jen. Uh, they do centrally embodied dance. They teach centrally embodied dance. Are you familiar with them? Yes. Uh -huh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, have you taken their class? I have not, no. I'm currently in California, so I'm not so much in touch with Boulder. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, Sheila Kelly's actually in California, but I, I don't know if there's any in Northern California right now, but regardless, there's this, it's, it's a dance class, but it's not choreographed. It's really about finding pleasure in your body. That's what it is. What feels good, if it feels good to open my chest, open. If it feels good to close myself up, close myself up, right? But just the practice, and I'm sure, I'm just saying this because I think it's an, I think it's, uh, it's been an important piece for my evolution and also the other women that I see go through their dance courses is, is the practice of, of allowing it to be okay to feel pleasure. Yes. How do you overcome that? <laughs> oh my goodness that's so fascinating i i love that because i think dance for myself has been a huge uh experience of self-expression and opportunity to experience pleasure and and the thing about dance that i love is that there's also this other aspect that i see in sex is that there's this performance and so what am I doing that is then creating pleasure for the other person, which is fine. And when we get caught up solely in that, that we're focusing in on the pleasure for the other person, then we forget what's happening for ourselves. And I think there really needs to be this undulation where we're coming back and referencing ourselves and what is pleasurable and then reaching out and noticing what the other person is experiencing as pleasurable and then bringing that feedback back in and then taking that in and getting getting it out. And so there really needs to be almost like this infinity sign between yourself and the other person. And I think dance really is that embodied expression of that because you need to, to have 
uh, I think, an ecstatic experience of dance to have that embodied sense of pleasure within yourself and then reaching that out forward and allowing the other person to experience that and then bring that pleasure that they're experiencing back in to feed your own pleasure. And so that's how you really get to heightened experiences in a very simplistic way, um, heightened experiences of pleasure, of connection, of erotic life, uh, of erotic love. Wow. Wow. And it all starts with eating chocolate. It all starts with eating chocolate. If that's your pleasure, it could be, it could be something else. <laughs> I'm really into this. <laughs> I love chocolate. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I do too. But you know, I, I think, thank you for the reminder actually, even because like I have flowers that my boyfriend bought me flowers and I love it when he brings flowers home. It's just like one of the things that just, just makes my heart just like oh, sing, you know, and and I do look at the flowers and I appreciate the flowers and I put more water in the flowers and I pull off the dead petals from the flowers. Like I have a relationship with these flowers. Right. Mm -hmm. And just as you're talking, I can hear that there's, there's space for even more depth of, of pleasure from even that experience. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you allow yourself, I mean, and, and I think for <clears throat> a lot of women to slow down enough to have that relationship with the flowers is very profound. Um, that again, oftentimes we don't give ourselves permission to do that because we're racing, because we're speedy, because there's no end goal with that experience. There's no product that's going to be developed. There's no tangible outcome. It is really just the experience of cutting the flowers, of relating to the flowers, of smelling the flowers. And that in and of itself is the essence of embracing a sensual experience. And as we're able to experience that and maybe drop off the external object and just experience that within ourselves, the more that we're able to heighten our own sense of pleasure. You know, I always, yeah, I always think that's the best way to begin because it's, it's simple. I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And then to consider dropping the, the item off so that it's not an externally experienced something is giving you pleasure rather you're finding the pleasure within yourself is that what you're saying correct yes yeah. yes so good okay awesome you are just <laughs> you are doing it for me <laughs> so yes. talk a little bit about what rediscovering my body is well that is a course that is has been a labor labor of love and so as a sex therapist, one of the things that I started to notice within my own business is that there's this fear around coming to sex therapy, talking about it. You're not really knowing uh, what the process will look like, not really knowing what the end results will be. And so people putting the brakes on even before they get into it. And so it becomes a bit more transactional, like I'll come this week and then I'll come in three weeks and then maybe I'll come in another week. And so there's not this consistent commitment to the transformation uh, because there's fear or because again, they don't know where they're, they're going uh, and what the change may look like. And so rediscovering my body for me is about women 
having the container set for them so they can have this transformative experience, so they can step into the process of going to retreat, which I feel like is always transformational when you're stepping out of your own environment, your regular everyday relationships, and you're giving yourself the opportunity to step away and step into this liminal experience. While you're there, so many things can fall away and open up for you. And so the transformation happens. And then rediscovering my body is the retreat. And it is also the holding of that experience for women. So there's a digital community, a membership that you sign up for to help sustain that transformation. And it really is for women who are committed to the next level of sensuality, to the next level of being embodied in their own truth because i feel like the body has inherent wisdom the body is always in the present moment the mind leads us to all sorts of dark corners that necessarily we don't need to be um, and that the body is really the only path well, not the only pathway but one of the best pathways to go forward within our own sense of truth and sensuality because it's it's just such a great reference point um, and so that's that's what I'm developing with this Rediscovering My Body program. So it's kind of beyond sex therapy. It is, for me, this crucible where women are really able to have this experience of transformation and take things to the next level. Awesome. Awesome. I love this. Yeah. And I know that um, sex after cancer is a, has been a big topic for you and something you've worked with for a long time. How, how did you get into that? And what, what, what is it that you, like, I know there's a lot of women, like I've seen women who have terrible time with having sex, especially after like, uh, vaginal cancer or cervical cancer or something like that. But, you know, even for women who are, have breast cancer or some other kind of cancer, are you working with these women too? And what, what are you noticing happening for these women? This is what I want to know. Sure. <clears throat> yes. So I'm working with all of those women and that is where rediscovering my body actually was developed. So one of my colleagues, Nana Bo Christensen, who's a nurse navigator at BCH, she had me come in as a speaker to speak with women about sex and sexuality after and during the cancer journey, because there was no point person to speak with about these intimate topics. And there was no space oftentimes for the primary caregiver to talk about it because there just wasn't enough time. There's not enough billable hours for that or their own discomfort of, I don't want to talk about that. I don't really even know what I would say. And so women found themselves not being invited into that conversation. And so if they felt comfortable, if they felt comfortable, they might broach that subject with their physical therapist or massage therapist, another woman who was doing hands-on work. And there was a sense of maybe I can ask them, maybe I'll get an answer here. So Nanabo said, you know, hey, we need to have these questions answered. And so I started going to her support group. I was going somewhat frequently, but randomly. So there wasn't any consistency. And there were a theme of the questions that I was receiving. And Nanabo and I said, you know, we need to create a class. So I developed and created the content for this class, Rediscovering My Body. And I taught it for a number of years at the hospital and it was awesome. And it was for all women that had all different types of cancer, colorectal, um, vaginal, reproductive, breast cancer, brain cancer. I mean, all, all different types because there was this sense that there was uh, a need for the reclamation of their body, that they really needed to reconnect to their own sense of self 
and go beyond this surviving mode and really tap into pleasure. And that oftentimes they identified as feeling like a, a medical experiment, that they were objectified in a way, not out of malice, of course, but, but not out of pleasure either. And so they really needed to connect to that sense of how do I experience pleasure in this body that has changed so much? And what I found is that these themes are not exclusive to women who've been on a cancer journey, as that all women have these experiences of now I've had a baby, or now my hormones have changed, now I've gone through menopause, and now I've gotten a divorce, or all of these layers of experience that impact physical being, and then how do we readjust to this new norm? And so rediscovering my body became this coursework for all women, but it was really developed from my work with women who had had cancer um, because of their experiences. And, and I still love to do that work. I still do do that work, um, but now I'm just expanding it out so all women can have this experience. So rediscovering my body is for women of all ages? Of all ages, yes. Awesome. This is really beautiful, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I know that um, it's a traumatic thing for people to go through cancer and their bodies do become changed for sure. And it sounds like you're really working with, well, obviously you're getting them to re get reclaim their body, to get back in touch with their body and what does pleasure feel like in this new body. And I'm curious, and this, is, this may not be a question you even wanna answer. It's just something that arises in my consciousness often is, I'm, how do I how do I ask this? So, so I'm always curious about the growth that I see or you may see with a, a patient or a client who 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 finds themselves, who wakes up to something greater within themselves, who who brings out, who touches and taps into their radiance in, in a grander way than ever before. I often wonder if if we could help them find that prior to them having a diagnosis or having some kind of trauma. Could it actually transform the outcome of their life? Does this make sense what I'm saying to you? Are you with me, Tara? Oh, no! What is happening right now? Can you hear me, Tara? Oh no. Tara, are you with me? Oh no. This is terrible. Uh, let's see. He's having issues. Yes. All right, ladies. Well, just pardon our little. Okay. Well, I just lost Tara. <laughs> Oh man, I'm hoping that she'll come back on. Um, man, this was such a great conversation. <laughs> it's so exciting to know that there's people in this world who are there to support us in those places that are really vulnerable, that are there to help us wake up to different places within our own self that we really don't either know exist or we avoid knowing that, it, that they exist, right? I, I, you know, I often see that um, women uh, are cut off. I look at things from an energetic perspective and I often see that women are cut off from their lower body. Literally, energetically, they do not live in their lower body. So 
often. They live in their heart. So we as women are very heart-based people like, whoa, big heart, uh, commonly contracted here in the throat energetically and often way uh, too much energy in the head. So we're, we're in this kind of bottled up expression of ourselves on an energetic level commonly across the board. And you will know this because when you hear a woman talking like this and, and her voice is all up here, this is this is that, right? And so here we have uh, people like Tara who are actually helping us in, be embodied in our whole body. And she just showed up and I'm so excited. You made it back. I did. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening, but such is life on the internet. <laughs> it is, it is, it's just the way it goes. So, you know, uh, I just, Figured we, I just filled in some gaps. But I was actually just uh, chatting about how often I see women, and I know you're on a time limit, so I just do want to wrap this up for you. Uh, but how often I see women living in their upper body. They live in their hearts, there's, they're constricted in their throats, and they live in their head. This is, I see things from an energetic perspective. So I'm like, okay, so they're all up here, and they have this really high pitched voice, you know? And <laughs> I'm like, okay, mama, let's get you into your pelvis, you know? <laughs> Amen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a, um, it, it is a vulnerable experience for women and it's, it's people don't come to me to get into their pelvis, right? They come to me because they have a digestive issue <laughs> or, or something like that. But we all know that there's so much more than just the physical layers. And I was just expressing how grateful I am that there are people like you that can help women step into that really vulnerable place and awaken to parts of ourselves that either we don't know exist or we've taken most of our life to avoid knowing they exist because it's quote unquote bad. Yes. Uh -huh, yes. Yes. And, and I'm so thankful for you doing the work that you do because I think the access point is different for each of us. It sounds like it may be for some women really easy to go to a chiropractor and do, you'll do manipulation, you do adjustment and so much more, but they're stepping into your office because there's something about it that feels like I resonate with that modality. I resonate with that person. And sex therapy for a lot of people, especially for people who don't even know what that is, feels a little bit more scary. And so I love that there's this diversity of access points that women then have the opportunity to choose what feels most relatable to them, what maybe puts them on their edge, and what maybe feels like the work that's going to help them transform their lives. Because I feel like it's not one size that fits all, and that it's different things at different times in our lives. True, absolutely true. And you know, before we go, could you describe what you mean by sexual sovereignty? I think that is so important. So the sense that we as women know our own pleasure and embody that and own that is that when we rely on another person as the source of our pleasure, it will create the sense of codependency, which is different from this interdependency that we're all related, we're all connected, we're all energetic energetically stimulating each other and receiving from each other but the sense of codependence then arises and it it then places this onus on another person to be my source of pleasure and so when we shift and we know that we have our own sense of pleasure and that we are sexually sovereign then we are completely contained within that sense of pleasure and that we are able to fill that ourselves and share that with others as we choose. And that I think is a big shift for a lot of people. 
is that we see that we need to have sex or we need to have um, sexual relations with another person in order to receive that pleasure. Um, and that's not the case because everything that we need is contained within our beings. I mean, we, we live here in these organisms and how then do we create, create our own sense of sovereignty within these organisms, which is huge, it's huge work. But for sex and sexuality, I'd say not many people are talking about it and that we all need to be having this conversation because sex is this powerful force that is vital to our lives. And it's so easy to tap into when we allow it, when we just open to that that wonderful, beautiful, ecstatic experience. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's so important, I think, for both parties, you know, because like what, earlier in our relationship, Roger and I went to a sixth therapist, and the one thing he still talks about to this day that he took, his biggest takeaway was, I'm responsible for my own orgasm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, huge. it's huge. Like, you yes. never have to depend on someone else for your happiness or pleasure. Exactly. So your own orgasm, your own ejaculation, your own sense of your erotic map of what turns you on and what turns you off. So really, those are all elements of sexual sovereignty, really claiming all of that, that that is yours and that it changes for each of us that we're dynamic beings. What is true for me today may be true 20 years from now, but it also may not be. And that's the exploration of the rediscovery process. Yeah, yeah, so important. And I could talk to you for hours because I know you do trauma releasing work and oh, you do yes, yeah. things that I think are important, especially for women who've gone through cancer or yes. any kind of emotional uh, trauma or physical trauma, obviously. Yes. Um, and so, so many of us have, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we'll have another conversation on those topics. And But before we go, is there any, like, would you like to offer our women or our listeners? a way to connect with you or do you have um, something that you're offering online that they can download or some way to tap into your juiciness? Awesome. I think the best ways to connect with me are through my Facebook page, which is Boulder Sex Therapy or my website, bouldersextherapy.com. And I always, always offer a free consultation, which I know can be scary to talk to a sex therapist, but I'm so eager to hear your questions or comments and just set up a time for a free consultation. I think that it's, I had one just last week with this young man who had all of these sexual myths going around in his head and he wanted to know about his pornography usage, whether he was an addict and he's just a teenager. He's just 18 years old and he had, he had no way to get these answers because Google didn't provide the answers that he needed. And so having this conversation with me was so normalizing, was so helpful for him. We, I gave him some great resources about how to proceed with his sense of sexual sovereignty, about really claiming what turns him on. And it was such a beautiful conversation that I was moved all weekend. I was like, yes, I love the work that I do. So I invite you to just give me a call. It's not so scary. And I'll answer as many of your questions as I can and certainly give you some great resources because 20 years of experience, I've gotten so many, so many. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, ladies, if you're like, have you been shopping around and going to this therapist and then this therapist and then this therapist and then this practitioner and you still don't feel fulfilled, there's something missing. And this might be a way for you to tap into that thing that's trying to call you and you're not listening yet. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Tara. It's been so wonderful having this conversation with you and I look forward to future conversations as well. No, me too, Brandy. It's been such a pleasure.
Yeah, and ladies, you know, as I say, as my teacher says, you are the culmination of the five people you hang around the most, and you're just hung around a couple of really awesome chicks for about an hour. So <laughs> enjoy your awesomeness, and we'll see you next time. Aho, thank you. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor. And the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.